0: Well, you finally did it. And thanks so much for clicking on that link on the Rope Podcast. My name's Mick Lumpton, otherwise known as Lumpy. Now, I bet you're wondering what this is all about. Yes, ski racing, but not just how to ski race or what it takes to become a world champion. It's all that and more. You see, we've compiled a very distinguished list of presenters from all states or probably not all states but most states around australia with various backgrounds we'll not only discuss skis boats and ropes but we'll delve into everything that excites you when it comes to ski racing you see we'll go to great lengths to bring you what you want we'll be interviewing boat owners builders skiers and observers and people that generally compete in ski racing in australia We'll try and get interviews from the governing body of Ski Racing Australia to keep you up to date as to exactly what is happening in your sport. Now whether you're a competitor, a fan, we've got it right here at On The Rope Podcast. So no more Chinese whispers on the bank, you can hear it right here from the horse's mouth. Now talking of On The Horse's Mouth, we have a great panel. The kind of panel that loves to ask tough questions. So I gave them a little bit of homework. Although they're the ones that are going to be asking the tough questions, I thought to myself, well, why not put it in their laps to see how it feels? So, I wanted to find out if they could actually make the team.
1: I put this question to them. What can you actually bring to the podcast? Knowledge-wise, absolutely nothing probably nothing unless you want to know how to do it all wrong.
2: I'm hoping I can bring a bit of a female view, uh, being the only female presenter currently, and a little bit of a deeper insight into, I guess, what it really takes to be a high-speed water ski racer and get inside the minds of some of our elite water ski racers and, yeah, the different risks involved and and deeper involvement, I guess, in in what happens behind the scenes of our sport. The ability to take the piss out of most people.
3: I had an idea uh, and I brought in some people that literally I thought could help bring some life back to ski racing while we're not racing. And so I reached out to a few of them and here we are launching our first show on the road. Um
4: look I, I would hope that uh, my passion is the thing that I've always traded off in my ski racing career and what I do with my media stuff and I just love it. I just love knowing the ins and outs of it. I, I love the passion of it. Um, and I'd like to and I also enjoy the technical stuff as you know I love the boats and I love why guys put them together? How they put them together? You know why they do certain things that they do, things that work, things that don't work. Maybe
5: just a outside perspective and a Queenslander.
6: I can bring a wealth of uh, forty years of ski racing knowledge as a competitor and as an official um, to the podcast, and and I've got a huge social media reach that I've built up over a decade. Uh,
2: but also use international connections. So use some of my friends overseas and and try and get those guys on board as well, and try and spread the word internationally and how fun ski racing is and, and it's a family and friendly sport and we all love it for that reason.
5: Or, uh, I don't know, I mean, over the years i managed to um, ski bind every boat that moved, I've skied every class, so hopefully I've got a pretty pretty broad outlook on a, on a few things.
1: I think I can bring the sort of younger generation aspect into it, hopefully tap into some of the connections I have, utilise a few of the people and mates around me to come up with some pretty cool stories to share with our listeners.
6: I can be involved in the sport this way. um, which is awesome um, when when you're bed bound and stuck in your house. The
1: stories, the backstories,
4: I just love the backstories of of why things have happened and how they've come about. You know, sometimes a plan starts out one way, but it turns into a different direction. So hopefully we can extract that and a few of those stories from a few people.
0: And I can tell you now, that really didn't convince me. So I asked another question. What are their greatest achievements in ski racing?
4: Um, Yeah, you couldn't narrow it down to one, could you? I mean, probably the most recent in front of mind is World Championships coming second, which, you know, wasn't what we wanted, but it was, you know, I guess when you look back on it, it's a pretty good achievement just to get over to France to qualify number one for Australia. Um, And just the support of all the people that we had was unbelievable. So, you know, that's probably the most recent and probably the biggest in terms of effort and you know things like that i uh,
1: haven't achieved much result wise i uh, still planning on ticking a few boxes it would
5: be easy to say winning in the world and that's probably fair
2: and i'd say obviously winning the 2017 open women's world Championship. same for the
5: that was really
2: cool been
3: around ski racing for over 12 years and there's been some great times australian championships and also the opportunity to represent our country at worlds in uh, junior classes
1: five years ago. There's been some crackers with Pidge and the boys. What I have achieved is surrounding myself with a, a really good group of mates that I get to do the sport I love with.
6: As an able-bodied skier, being able to be the first skier with Jamie Oliver to ski behind God's gift and just send it through the roof like we did and um, it took so much bravery to take it up to another level, the sport, like... No one had been to those speeds before, so it it was awesome. Pretty happy. I reckon I got out of being an
5: SRQ boss pretty well. I was pretty happy with how that ran. Probably the
6: greatest achievement um, to date has
3: been winning the Unlimited class at the Southern 80. A real treat with uh, a skier that had been around the sport for quite a while. As
6: a disabled skier, my uh, Mildura record 15 years after the accident at Mildura behind Omen. Uh that that was just insanely fast it was so cool closely
2: followed by the team effort of uh my girl maddie boyer and i winning and are currently holding all the murray river race records so all five murray river races uh we're currently record holders and the quickest women down the track so that's pretty cool as well
4: um the most satisfying probably for me was a 2010 australian smock title because all the good smock boat drivers were there Brad Groves, Ziggy, gave Ziggy a little touch-up, g'day Zig, Um, and uh, towing Bo Duggan.
2: Observing for Mick Kelly at 115 mile an hour on a social ski at Queensland titles.
1: Do our best and if we get a result, it's a bonus. Any of those things will (laughs) do. It was pretty cool. Well,
0: there are still a few dodgy answers there, but this is the one that revived them. So everybody knows about the stimulus package and ScoMo, which is uh, Scott Morrison, handed out $750. Okay, so I said, well, what if it wasn't $750? What if it was actually a million dollars? Yes, that's right, a million, a million dollars, and you actually had to blow it. You couldn't invest it. You had to blow a million dollars. What would you do with that? And this is what I got.
2: Wow. This is a hard one because my accountant mind says pay my mortgage off. But hey, we wouldn't do that, would we? We've got to blow it. That's
4: a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I'm a bit like you, Chelsea, so I'm pretty sensible. I probably want to get rid of the mortgage, but we're not allowed to do that. Maybe another boat.
3: I would invest it in ski racing. I actually have a passion for growing the sport. And I'd really look to build a model that could help us grow this sport to be something fantastic. Up there with the echelons of other international Sports.
4: Um,
2: We would build a 27-foot force, so it's small enough to still take on the river, but big enough to have good parties in. It would
4: just be cool to have a supercharger on your outboard. What to do with a mill?
6: That's a really good question. Being a ski racing tragic like I am, I'd have to buy a a black twin-turbo Force 21 or Bullet 2150 boat.
1: Upgrade the bushy. Probably drop a fair bit of money on a Mercedes AMG GT. So
4: yeah, look, I'd be in a Velocity, of course. I mean, you'd want your force. I'd be straight into a Velocity. Um,
2: probably buy Neo quick sports Car, so that she can, uh love speed as much as we do as soon as she's able
4: to drive maybe a, a, another v7 perhaps um maybe we put one of the new mercury racing 450s on it and uh you know even though you couldn't race one in a ski racing class because there's no class for a 450 oh maybe unlimited maybe just have it
5: there just in case
4: no vehicle i don't know what maybe a semi-trailer you know maybe go b double <laughs> um you know have the workshop in the back and the boats in the back and in the living quarters in the front maybe a nice Kenworth K104, something like that would be
5: really cool. Use it to uh, say yes to all those things I think about, whether it's worth the money. go
2: travelling around the world. Jack and I love travelling. So travel around the world. We'd probably throw a big party in Cancun with all our friends at one of those awesome resorts.
0: Anyway, that's it. So after that, I have great pleasure in introducing to you the On The Rope podcast team. From Queensland, we've got Mick Kelly and Wade Bennett. From New South Wales, Jack Coldrake. From Victoria, Chelsea Stevens and the legend Dave Bishop Bishop, and from Adelaide, Tim Horbury, and don't forget, my name's Lumpy, I'll be doing a few things as well, so don't switch it off, you're listening to On The Rope Podcast. And don't forget the On The Rope podcast competition that Tim was talking about. You get to win a $100 voucher from Savage Force Merchandise, an $80 voucher from Rubber Jungle, a Rubber Jungle T-shirt, a Bullet Boats T-shirt, two entry passes to the next classic race, On The Rope podcast subscription for the first 10 shows, On The Rope stickers as well, and of course, an I'm On The Rope podcast limited edition first show t-shirt, and valued at around $350, and it all comes in a Bad Lad bag, as well as some stickers, and these are all courtesy of our sponsors, Savage Force, Rubber Jungle, and of course, Coldy's Tow Bars and Bull Bars. So to winter, you have to listen to the podcast all the way to the end. Chelsea Stevens will dish out the question this week and then head to our website, which is ontherope-podcast.com and answer the question and just follow all the links and T's and C's apply. What we decided to do next was have a Sunday afternoon Zoom meeting and find out exactly how this podcast came about. I'm pretty sure you'll be interested. Just take a listen to this. Okay, crew. Now, welcome to our first on the road podcast. This is absolutely fantastic effort done by everybody so far. Now, we've got uh, yeah, we have out on obviously on on Facebook. We're out on a lot of social media sites. And what we're going to do now is just a very, very quick welcome as to who is on our On The Rope podcast team. We've got Mick Kelly, Chelsea Stevens, Tim Horbury, Jack Coldrake, Wade Bennett, and of course, our little four-foot Mexican, David Bishop. Bishop. Now, uh, oh, first of all, I should say, welcome everybody. How is everybody? We all good in these uh, circumstances? Hi, Lumpy.
4: Yeah. Doing well. Hi, Lum. Thank
0: you, mate. Hi, Lumpy. Yes, yes. we're all Sam. There we go. So we're all social distancing. And when I say social distancing, we're all social distancing technically from other states. So we're <laughs> we're, all, we're we're all more than 1.5 metres apart, I can say that. But uh, look, getting down to the serious stuff, we've got to thank you for joining us here at On The Road Podcast. Tim Halbury, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, Adelaide-based now. And, mate, you had an, an idea of putting a podcast together. Now, let's talk podcast. Uh, how did the idea come up to start with? We've all sort of dabbled as far as podcasts are concerned. I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of us on the panel have gone, oh, we're going to do a podcast here and there. But you were the one that sort of uh, initiated it and, and made a phone call. So can you just talk us through that?
3: Yeah, Ken Humpy. G'day everyone. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a story about being isolated and uh, being a, an avid follower of podcasts. Uh, and I was thinking about, gee, whiz, we're we're missing out on a lot of connection and and uh, you know whatever we do in ski racing, which is just you know a lot of fun together. And I thought, gee, it'd be good fun if we could actually uh, hear from a lot lot more of the people and get connected through the through the medium that we've uh, provided. And, and so and I noticed Wade was putting a lot of posts up. So the first call was to Wade to say, hey, look, I've got an idea, what do you think? And uh, of course, Wade's, Wade was uh, pretty excited once I launched the idea uh, to him. And that led to a call to somebody who I had have a, a pretty long association with. We always catch up at classic races. Um, somebody who actually has a professionalism around interviewing and certainly from commentating. That was the idea that came to me, that we needed that element in the show. And so I reached out to uh, the four-foot Mexican, Bisho, and uh, he said to me, wow. So he, he,
0: was, he, he was obviously your second choice. <laughs> so yeah, Neil, Neil, Crom- Neil Crompton obviously couldn't do it, so you went to Bisho, yeah. Lombie, <laughs> you yeah, got man, a lot to answer for here with
3: this four-foot yeah, Mexican stuff. Somebody with a stuff. ski racing uh, mindset, there's no doubt, and some passion. <laughs>
0: Uh oh, we'll be sure. You know, that's what
4: it's all about. You know, like
0: technically we'll sure you are our little four-foot Mexican. So,
4: <laughs> You know, you know, boys, just to jump in there and thank you, Tim. I do appreciate that, except the four-foot Mexican bit. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of uh, crossovers for a TV show that Lumpy's been doing and uh, he started calling me the four-foot Mexican. I've just given up. I'm just signing off as a four-foot Mexican now.
0: Oh, we love it. We love it. But um, Tim, on a serious note, mate, I think it's a a fantastic idea. And and to get uh, the likes of of Bisho involved with the whole podcast, that's just a a legend when it comes. I always call him a legend. And he signs off as a legend. I don't think that he signs off as a four foot Mexican. I think he's falling his own whatever there. But as far as getting Bisho involved, mate, that was a, a great move. It was a bit of a masterstroke, I must admit, um, because Lumpy, as a result of
3: that, and uh, the three of us, Wade, Bisho, and I, getting together and talking about what was possible, um, we came up with some other names and your name fell out of the hat. Probably dropped out. <laughs> and your name dropped out of the hat. And, uh, or maybe it <laughs> dropped out of something. I don't know, bottom of the can or something.
0: Yeah. No, generally what happens when my name's there, you know, people look at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they actually lift up the barrel and I'm underneath. Yep, that was something <laughs>
3: like that. Um, but as soon as your name was mentioned, Wade and Bishop and I met on the phone. We had a three-way conversation. Uh, that's the sort of three ways we have. My internet's unstable here. <laughs> so the connection with Bisho, and he already said, I've, I've been thinking about doing this. So we got together with other people that were going to help us reach the right people and give the show some value to um, youth, to humour and also from a female perspective and of course the names that fell out of that were Jack Caldrake, Mick Kelly uh, and Chelsea Blight.
0: Mate, that's and that's the thing about it is that you know, once you sort of start talking podcast and obviously the situation that we're in, nobody can go ski racing, nobody can do boat racing or anything along those lines but uh, it's obviously going to take its toll on yeah you know, people's mental health and and all that sort of stuff. But this is a great idea as far as getting everybody together, and yeah, something they can listen to on the way to work. If people want to get involved, so as far as sponsorship, and it, like it, it doesn't happen for free. There's obviously yeah. a cost involved. How do people get involved as far as helping us out with this podcast?
3: Well, they certainly can reach out through our, our brand new domain name. Uh, we've got a web page, and we have email addresses for certain things, and certainly sponsorship is one of those. Um, They can reach us at ontherope-podcast.com.au. They go to the webpage. There's a lot of information on there. They can actually reach out through that. Um, But connectivity is pretty important because uh, at the moment we've been a little bit distant. We've had to be. Uh, This is a way of bringing people and getting people connected. But also we want people to contribute to the show. So the fact that we've got these people in the room, it's actually about more than that. We want people out there uh, on the bank, uh, competing in the sport, go and do your own interviews, send them into us. We'll actually put them together into the show and that'll be what the show will be about.
0: And that's exactly right. When it comes down to on the rope podcasts, we'd love to hear from the from the the people that are on the banks and the average people getting around or anybody that's involved in ski racing and most certainly you can uh, can obviously reach out to our website. Now, Tim, you've done a fantastic job of, you know, like the whole initial podcast thing and then you've obviously spread it out through myself, Bisho, Mick Kelly's involved, uh, Jack Coldrake's involved, Wade Bennett and Chelsea. We've all come from all different walks of life but we've sort of come together to bring you or bring everybody what they want now Dave I'll hand over to you for two seconds now I know you're only my little four foot Mexican friend (laughs) and I know we're all doing this via a a zoom meeting so we do apologize for the uh, for the quality of the sound but mate you've been involved in this sport for such a long time and you are virtually the voice of powerboat racing ski racing all around Australia you've obviously won a fair. Few titles in your time. Do you want to elaborate on that?
4: Thank you. um You know, particularly for the four foot Mexican thing. I was just loving running with that. It's fantastic. Do you, do you uh, know I'm,
0: I'm yeah. actually going to buy you a sombrero for Christmas?
4: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, I, I am bald. You've been picking on, on the fact I've got no hair as well. So at least uh, maybe that might help us uh, not get uh, a melanoma on the top of my noodle. <laughs> but, uh, mate, it, look, I started out as a, as a driver um, and I, I did ski for two seasons. And believe it or not, Jack, I could ski once upon a time, but uh, not very good at it. The interesting thing for me was I ended up uh, doing a little bit of commentary at our point score races at Lake Cooper, back when Chelsea was um, still in nappies, probably. And um, I used to jump on the microphone there. And that just grew into, I don't know what happened. It, it turned into television. It turned into Speedweek. It uh, turned into offshore powerboats. Tony Lowe, actually, uh, from, from Offshore World, for anybody that knows him, uh, offshore racing legend, asked me if I'd commentate an offshore powerboat race one day. That just went off in a, in a whole other direction. But, you know, my passion's always been for ski racing, and, and that's where it's come from, Lumpy. So, and, and as Tim said, I've been thinking about doing the podcasting. I, again, I'm an avid listener to podcasts. I do love my car racing. I actually grew up in a car racing family. My father raced cars, and I raced cars from the time I was 16. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of, you know, the V8 Sleuth stuff and uh, Rusty's Garage. I love all that stuff. I I like listening to a lot of the older stories as well and and things that happened. And we've got a few guys lined up that have had very, very long careers, Lump, and... uh, We've actually got a few in the bank already, so they're going to be a great listen, I reckon.
0: One thing that, that I really, that I'm interested in is your story when it came down to, uh, we call you Dave Bishop from Speedweek, obviously, right? And, <laughs> and, yeah, the first time you had an interview and they said, okay, well, I'm going to do these questions. And was it, Did you have to get like a pedicure on your hand to hold the microphone so everybody knew who Dave Bishop was? Well, it's funny you say that, mate. I did,
4: yeah. Um, I do have very nice hands, I must say. I do look at them in the mirror quite frequently, and um, I do do my nails, uh, of course, as most smock boat drivers and Formula 2 drivers do. So, uh, absolutely, mate. And I remember meeting you, actually, for the first time, and uh, Tim just talking about your name falling out of something at the start of all this. I think I was probably the bloke that threw you under the bus. Yeah. Um, and Lumpy, for those uh, those people that don't know, I met you way back in 2006 at Melton Reservoir. We were doing the, uh, the blown boats at that stage, the blown lights in actual fact. And uh, back in those days, you've lost a few kilos now, but back <laughs> then you're a pretty big unit. You actually said to me, "I didn't know your name," and you said, "G'day, mate. I'm Lumpy," and I said, to "You, I can see why." Um, not realising your surname was actually Lumpton. No,
0: that's right. And 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 do you remember our offtake? Uh, or I should have said our outtake. And I and I conned you in. It was about a forty-seven degree weekend. It was. Yep. And and our, our take for that, I said, mate, I don't care what anybody's saying. We're going down on that ramp and we're going to jump in the weir. And uh, and technically, and yeah, and, and trust me, I, di- I didn't flood um, Victoria at that time either. Just gonna well, put mate, it, it
4: actually took three years for that uh, weir to fill back up again. Um, I thought so you were going to so say like- it took
0: three years to get me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> But that was a that you know what, and that's exactly right. And and we sort of we we kicked it off back then in uh two thousand and whatever, and uh, and it was a great team. And mate, you are an absolute, you're a legend to, to bring on to this podcast. And uh we've got to go over now to young Jack Coltrake. Are you there, Jack? Jack
7: just celebrated his twenty first birthday. How are you, Jack? Hey Lumpy. Thanks for having me. Turned twenty one on Friday, which was pretty special. Had a lot of Hey, days.
6: happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday.
0: There we go, see, happy birthday. We can't all sing happy birthday to you, but anyway mate what are you going to bring to this podcast you're going to get everything as far as gossips concerned or, or what are you going to sort of bring to us
7: yeah look uh, in terms of gossip I do hear plenty of it it's just the nature of the sport we're in but no look I do do think I'll be able to bring the young aspect to the podcast obviously some people aren't familiar with podcast um, with all respect older people are more familiar with podcasts a lot of young people just enjoy going home and watching Netflix so now, look, I hope I bring a young aspect to it, tapping into some of the connections I have, involve some of my mates and people I know, probably due to my father, whether that's lucky or unlucky. I do know a lot of people. And, um, <laughs> And he has, a, he has a lot of connections himself and I've been lucky enough to be brought up in the sport and he's pretty popular in the sport. So uh, when you say
0: connections, does that mean like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, like mafia connections or is it connections as in ski racing connections? Do we talk like waste management?
7: Uh, yeah, exactly. Waste management
0: <laughs> but um, on a serious note, I, I loved that you said that you're involved in the sport that you love with all of your mates. And doing what you love with all of your mates. In that intro, that was fantastic to me because as a young guy, um, a lot of us, and until we get older, we don't appreciate our mates and how close we are with our mates. But it seems like you've got a pretty level head on your shoulders as far as that's concerned. And you love doing what you do and the sport that you're involved in with your mates. And you build that whole mateship thing up. I, th- I think that's fantastic.
7: Yeah, thank you. Um, that's a big part of when I was growing up. Dad always said, if you're not having fun and you're not surrounding yourself with fun people and your mates, what's the point of doing it? Because at the end of the day, it is a sport where it is expensive. There is no money in it. You're purely doing it for the adrenaline and the fun. And you know, I'm a pretty competitive person, so I like to win or get a result. So no, it's awesome to get involved with my mates. We can all have a road trip. We can go out to Kiara, have a point score take four of us as a crew and then I can go down to Victoria with my current crew temper two. We have a really, really, really good bond and, um, we do it all as mates. And if we get a result, it's a bonus.
0: And then when you get as old as your old man is, you can look back on those stories.
7: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, the, the other thing that struck me in that thing was you've got a few bosses to tick as far as, you know, what have you achieved in the sport of ski racing And you said, I haven't really achieved much, but I've got a few boxes to tick. Can you talk us through that? What are you going to tick off in your ski racing career?
7: Uh, Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I did mention that the boxes that I have ticked is surround myself in a great environment where I look forward to my racing. Um, There was a point in time where I didn't look forward to it for a number of reasons, but the group of guys I've got around me, uh, the equipment available to me and the opportunities that I get given all the time is phenomenal. Um, So in terms of that, I'm living the dream. In terms of boxes I want to tick, I'd like to win the Bridge to Bridge and the Southern 80. I'd like to win everything, but if I had to pick a few special ones, it's probably that. In terms of results, we, we've had a few second and third outright places, but we're still chasing that first outright. I've been lucky enough to cement myself in a great team. We have great equipment. Uh, Andrew Davis that owns the team I'm in, he took me on board five years ago now, and um, he enables me to compete at a pretty high level with a group, great group of people around me. And do it in a safe and fun way,
0: mate. Fantastic! And do you know what? We're really looking forward to uh, to some of the interviews that you're going to be bringing us on uh, on on the Rope podcast. So, mate, wish you all the best! And mate, we can't wait for that bank talk, so to speak. And I don't mean holding up a bank either. By the way, don't go and do that. That's what Bicho does. Uh, now <laughs> we're on to uh, that was one
4: slumpy, and I was drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what so you actually drove to the bank drunk <laughs> so, well, no, no, so, I, so, I, so I, now you set yourself up for a couple of fines
4: <laughs> no 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 I, I i um took the bus home actually which was really weird because i've never driven a bus before <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: I, yeah they said that to me before i should take a cab i woke up the next morning there was a cab in my in, in my garage um uh, but <laughs> <laughs> moving forward let's move on to mick the queensland Okay, so we're up at North. We're heading to Queensland now. And uh, Mick Kelly, welcome to the... Uh, I shouldn't say welcome to the On The Road podcast because you are a part of it. But uh, up in Queensland, apparently, it does take you two hours to watch 60 Minutes. And uh, poor old Tim Horbury is laughing down there. They do turn that into a mini series in Adelaide. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. And uh, don't even start, show. I know where you're going to go with that. Now <laughs> I'll leave you alone, mate. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Now, um, apparently... We are relying on you for this podcast, for your humour, mate. Are you the funniest guy in the in, in the world, or because all I've talked about is how funny you are?
5: No, I wouldn't think so, Lumpy. See, that's oh, what God, I mean. i no, Funny. No idea people are at.
0: <laughs> no, oh, God, do you know what? I I, I I love the way that you are. You, you're so laid back, and yeah, we have had a uh, or heard a few uh, episodes of. As he drinks now, and so I'll just talk you through this, people. We're actually on a Zoom call, and he's just chugging on it. What are you chugging on right now? Mate,
5: I'm actually on a decent golden ale, which is very... <laughs> very refreshing? Actually, yeah. actually... I mean, should, normally should... it's all 4X, mate, because that's what we do in Queensland. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's because you can't spell Fosters. Um, so, anyway, m- moving on. Um, so... On a serious note, you started uh, under 16s in about '95, uh, mm. doing this Southern 80. Mate, just talk us through that. Your earliest, what can you think of as far as your earliest ski racing career?
5: Um, uh, we, it's, we, we were just kids at skied, so like. Actually, social skied. Like, we just did laps of the dam, just busted stuff out. Not not because that's what we thought we had to do. We just really loved doing it. Yeah. And then
0: Noel Griffin, who
5: was running his own kind of thing, and he kind of sucked us in, how Noel does. And, um, yeah, our first real shot was uh, under 16 social, the short course at Echuca. We've turned up down there. we got no idea what's going on. We've never raced outside of black races in Queensland. We thought we were a shot. I think, I'm think i pretty sure we got pumped, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> certain.
5: <laughs> did, did, did not do well. And then um, we've sort of gone home and gone, well, shit, what do we do here? Yeah, so, yeah. And then spent a bit of time actually thinking about what we did. Come back to next year, we had... Uh, cut loose the 19 Stevens, brand new, didn't even have alley in the pipes. It was the first race for it, and uh, turned it around the next year and won one junior social. Not not in a time we're proud of now, but um, yeah, it's that's kind of where we started racing properly.
0: But all in all, your knowledge and, and your experience in ski racing can bring everything to this podcast as far as, you know, who you know, the questions you've got to ask. You've been out there. You still do it. You, you've done it. You've been there and done it. And for young kids particularly that would be probably listening and, and to this podcast, they can learn so much from you.
5: Oh, yeah, right. Um, no, I mean, it's, I've definitely been around a long time. Um, feels like a long time um i know in queensland here yeah, we try to do a bit of a push for junior development stuff like i mean like i don't think i'm particularly someone people need to look at and do what i'm doing or whatever, i trust me i've looked
0: at you and yeah you're right there yeah
5: yeah spot on mate but um <laughs> i'd rather look
0: I've, at you than bishop
5: I, i've certainly i've certainly cut some laps <laughs> thank you michael in, in some places, behind a ton of boats. So you know, I've I've logged some miles, and along the way, I've like oh, like I've met a lot of people. I've mates with a lot of people. So
0: yeah,
5: hopefully, short of me just talking rubbish, I can actually connect to some people who are relevant, <laughs> and then talk rubbish with them.
0: Well, I was actually going to say, you know what? Uh, uh, so in other words. What what you're going to bring to the uh, to the podcast is a lot of interesting stories and obviously a, a little bit of humor to start with. But you know what, I, I love the serious side. When you're saying, you know, like you're you're serious about safety and all that sort of stuff, we want to hear about that. And mate, you are the you you're the guy, obviously, to, to bring that to on the rope podcast. So, mate. We can't thank you enough for, for being on board. It's a fantastic effort. Now, talking of somebody that we really want to look at and uh, probably better than anybody, Chelsea, how are you there?
2: I'm here, Lumpy. How are yeah, you?
0: See, there we go. <laughs> you knew that I was talking about you yeah, when we said, you know, we're, we're over the guys and, and we're we getting on to somebody that we, we'd we rather look at. Um, Chelsea, now...
6: Well, now you're on the Queen's, are you?
0: <laughs>
6: yeah,
0: Hold on to the Queens. That's why I've got you last, Wade. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: just I'm just being a good female lumpy and sitting back in the background very quietly, like most yeah. good, well behaved yeah. women.
0: Well as, as you should do. Listen, I'm <laughs> gonna drop you now and I'm gonna go straight over to Wade. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when the real <laughs> Chelsea
4: blight please come
0: forward. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, isn't it? Now Chelsea, 2017 world title holder. Uh, what does it take to get there and of course you're going to be talking about uh, a lot of stuff when it comes to fitness and health and diets and all that sort of stuff as well as some interesting stories from people overseas yeah
2: yeah for sure I mean that's what I'm hoping bit of a female view onto the podcast keep you boys in line I guess going to be the biggest job especially Mick O'Kelly you know I've got to try and put a leash on him at the races that's for sure so get that whip out Exactly. So no look, I'm pretty excited. Obviously, yeah, I'm going to bring a little bit of that athletic uh, viewpoint and I really want to touch on what it takes and as you said like what did it take and done some pretty cool podcasts already that are in the queue as Bisho said we've got some exciting stuff coming up and and it's really touched on the fact that you know you need a great support back network around you support is everything in our sport as Coldy touched on like the friendships the family involvement it's so super cool that ski racing is heavily built around friendships and and family and you know, Mick Kelly letting me observe at 115 mile an hour on a social ski. That's the sort of stuff that happens in this sport. It's really is, cool. Is that
0: bull twang or not?
2: Yeah. That is ob- dead Obviously,
1: memory lapses memory is, 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 is a
5: thing too, yeah. <laughs> what was <laughs> that, Mick? I said, obviously, memory lapse is a bit of a thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Who nah. would ski on a social at 115? It's ridiculous.
2: Only oh. a Queenslander, mate. Only a Queenslander. Is that stupid? Mate, but no. plenty to mix
5: it a quick, mate. Don't worry
2: about
5: <laughs> that. Two hours no. to watch 60 Minutes
2: that's it lumpy you're not wrong but I, on a serious note i'm pretty keen to bring to the podcast i guess like what bisho said he's into the boats he's into all the fast stuff and, and he's got a memory like no other bisho but i'm pretty keen to bring in the stuff i'm interested in which is the you know the mindset the nutrition the what it takes the time management the training that goes behind all these athletes it's just unrecognized because we're an amateur sport so get that out there and let listeners hear about the pretty cool stuff that all these athletes do i'm, I'm really really excited to bring that to the pod
0: and the thing is, Charles, is, uh, okay, you've been there and done it, but who trained you to get to there? Was it yourself or did you take advice from somebody else? Because there's probably young listeners now that are going to be taking your advice to actually get to where they're going to be.
2: Yeah, well, let me look. I've just done a really good podcast that I'm exo- excited to launch with one of the best areas in the business. And he made a very good point, and I, and I agree with that, is that no one gets there unless you, unless you yourself are doing the work. So yeah. the reality is I, I got there myself, but a hundred percent I was guided and supported by some amazing people. Like just to throw a few out there, Daniel Cotton, you know, mentored me the whole way. Craig Burton, one of the best coaches in the business. He's trained more world champions in water ski racing than I can, you know, than anyone in, in the world. So yeah. I, ha- I had the team that was going to make me do it. Don't worry. But I had to go and find that team. I built that team and, and I had some pretty cool guys training me down here. Noel Bishop in Victoria and, and Brandon, mcglynn like these guys don't they devoted five to six hours a week for me on water like just crazy stuff and and just for me and that and that's the thing like you've got to do it yourself but you need the support and 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 that's what I'm, I'm keen and i've got to, like i said i've already done a few and it's so cool to hear what people do to become a world champion or just to actually excel in this sport or even just to get started in this sport you know it's a big sport to get started in so there's some big steps people take just to actually get started in a sport like ours. So it's pretty cool.
0: You're going to bring that to this podcast for people to actually learn and for young uh, skiers as well to actually look at something and say, you know what, I can actually do that one day. So we're really looking forward to some of your interviews and we're really looking forward to your insight in uh, on the rap podcast. It'd be fantastic. I'm just going to duck back to Mick Kelly for a second. Now, uh, Mick, I just wanted to know, how many boats of knolls did you destroy? Oh,
5: my God. So many. Um, uh, Once we got into the forces, we didn't make too much of an imprint, but um, I reckon we had conservatively five, six years of (laughs) eight-litre racing. Where we
0: didn't finish the majority of the races. That's hilarious. Do you
5: know
0: what? I I was just going to say, are you happy that you went writing the checks for that? Wow, well,
5: uh, like, I, like I'd like to think back in the day it was a bit cheaper to sort that shit out.
0: So, so when we but talk that's... Griffo, who are we talking about? Just, just, uh,
5: no, no, Griffin. Yeah, um, yeah, NGR, like, yeah, and and the uh, likes of he...
0: boats, like.
5: Well, like to be fair, like. He he shaped racing just like Houston and Cranny, and like he's he's pumped cash in, he's pumped time in, and we had we had little loose, we had cut loose, we had cut loose two, we had like there was three or four eight liters, we had on edge, we had the second on edge, we had blazing, we had wildfire, we had burning, we had the second blazing, like like there was some serious stuff that went down.
0: I, I remember um, I remember uh, chatting to Noel, and I think, did he have a special edition? Was that correct?
5: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I yeah,
0: was keyboard, yeah. wasn't Okay. <laughs> so, so he had a special edition, and the boat was beautiful. Like, it had chrome everywhere, like Wildfire. Wildfire was absolutely gorgeous, boat. That was one of my faves. And he just went above and beyond when it comes yeah, to detail. Well, oh, man, and they're the just wildfire gorgeous. Wildfire
5: with the, with the white wall tyres and stuff on the trailer it Wasn't it and- great?
6: Yeah. Um, there was and a small matter of the semi-trailer as well. Wade,
0: we haven't, <laughs> we, Wade, we haven't got to you yet. I know, right? But uh, listen, while we got Wade on the line, how are you, Wade? Uh, mate, Not uh, bad. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us on this uh, beautiful Podcast, which we call "On the Rope," you are obviously a part of the team and a major part of the team when it comes to social media and all of your uh, outlets. There, mate, just talk us through exactly where people can find us and what sort of outlets you are using to get "On the Rope" out there on social media. Uh,
6: well, firstly, hi, how are you going? <laughs> um, the, uh, the the massive media reach that I've built up over the uh, the ten years on social media. Um, it's finally something that I can uh, put to work um, with our, our fantastic crew that we've got with us, all working together uh, to extend the reach of our sport and hopefully bring it up into a, a, a sport that is properly sponsored and, and taken seriously for the athletes that we really are. We're, we're incredibly fit, incredibly strong, and it's a sport that weirdly you get better as you get older in. Uh, the, the, the wisdom that it teaches you is insane. Um, quite often we have veterans uh, winning the Baker's Blitz or um, outright in races.
0: The thing about it is that, you know what, uh, you, you've actually, like, you've, you've given the ultimate sacrifice to our sport and as far as I'm concerned, I don't know how anybody else feels on the panel, but you've given your ultimate sacrifice to the to the sport of ski racing. I really want to get do an interview with you I, I we may even do that later on in, in another podcast your uh story as far as you're concerned behind god's gift i'm um, in that story where you Were you're saying about how um you lit it up behind god's gift and you did better than anybody else and you, you took it to another level that's the sort of stuff that we want to hear oh, we really want to get your insight as far as that's concerned so mate, we're really looking forward to that and obviously your your involvement in social media as well now we're obviously all on a Zoom call, so I've got everybody out there now. We can all unmute our microphones now, so it's an open slather. Has anybody got anything to ask anybody?
4: Well, Lumpy, um, I, I guess it's, um, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun, and and we're going to cover off a whole lot of bases, uh, you know, in terms of we got, I guess I'm the old guy. Tim might be older than me. I'm not really sure. Actually, but, uh, let's, let's
0: just go through that for a second. So, yeah. uh, Tim, Tim Horbury, age? Uh, I'm 25. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's only so much GST I can put on that. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 57. 57. There we go, Bisho. Oh, there you go. He wins, mate. I'm 51. I'm oh, five plus one. Mick yep. Kelly. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's a Queenslander for you. Oh, we all I'm just we a all know 40, that Jack... But I feel like I'm 80. We, all, we we all know Jack Caldrake just turned 21. Wade.
6: Me, I'm at the right
0: old age of 48 now. 48? We're the same age. There you go. What month are you born? Uh, November the 11th. Oh, there you go. November 11th. Yeah. 11th, the 11th D-Day. There we go. That's Chelsea, right. we never ask a woman her age. No. But if, you, if, if you want to throw that in there, you can.
2: Well, I'm a little bit like Tim. I'm still 21 at heart, but uh, no, <laughs> I am. I am 34, and I can tell you what I can see every bit of 40 years in Mick Kelly's salt and pepper beard. There.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I actually thought he had a paddle beam shop.
4: Actually, I think um, Chelsea, Chelsea, when she's at the pub, acts uh,
0: about 16, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You You're know not what?
2: wrong. You're not that,
0: wrong. That, we, we might have to just cut that one there. But anyway, look, um, <laughs> it, this is going to be a fantastic thing that you've put together, Tim. Mate, as, as far as I'm concerned, we'd like to thank you for obviously bringing us all together to do this. We've got a great crew. We've got a fantastic crew. Mate, where do we go from here? I think it's just up and up. It is up and up, isn't it, Lumpy?
3: It does feel like there's a pretty good crew in the in the room, and as you know, we've all got our contributions to make to make this uh, something that will be resonating throughout ski racing for time forward. Um, but I'm I'm really excited, but to hear some of the interviews, I've heard some of the sound bites. It's very exciting to hear some of this input. But I'm really looking forward to to hearing from our community, the ski racers out there on the bank, who might want to play a part in this show. We'd be more than welcome anyone to contribute. They can put a sound recording together pretty easily. Just ask any of us if you want. There's lots of uh, ways you can get hold of us to find out how to be a part of this show. We wanna make it fun. We wanna make it entertaining. We also wanna make it informative. A number one show uh, today, we're just putting together the pieces of the puzzle. But the next show, Bisho with Cameron McConville, can't wait. It sounds like it's going to be a fascinating listen. I
0: get to listen to all the uh, the interviews firsthand, and Bisho that the, the one with Cam McConville, fantastic. That is coming up next. Oh, Cam's a ripper, mate. You know he,
4: he's a very professional guy, which we led with at the start of the uh, the podcast. So I won't give away too much of what we uh, what we went through in the podcast. But there's a good forty odd minutes of having a really good chat about. You know his CEO role. Um, that he's, he's actually not our CEO anymore. We don't actually have a CEO anymore. Um, but he's still on board as a contractor. And I think you know Cameron's connections, um, and the fact that he's a very articulate guy and and has a lot has all those wonderful corporate connections and understands motorsport. You know, um, and we we delve into some really interesting stuff with that. And uh, at the end of that one, mate, there's a very very. Very important question that I ask him that I think most people will be very excited about.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And uh, and obviously we'll hear about that very, very shortly. Now, Tim, just going back to you for a second, as far as our sponsors are concerned, we can't thank who. Who who were our sponsors for, you know what, we haven't even launched one yet, but there's been a whole heap jump on board. Who have we got?
3: As everybody in Ski Racing would know, you don't have to look too far. And there's Dave Coldrake. Literally saying, I'm prepared to back this in. I think this is a good idea. So a big That's shout out to Coldies. Coldies, tow bars and bull bars. There's one. Awesome job. Uh, the next cab off the rank was actually Mark Savage. And he was very quick to jump in with providing us some support. Guys, if you're out there listening, uh, Wade's been pumping this for three four days now. And we're in the countdown to the launch. But there is a big price pack. Mark Savage is working on an exclusive tee for podcast listeners for On the Road podcast uh, that literally will be part of our prize pack. Uh, so, a big shout out to Mark Savage, he's been awesome. Uh, Mark up at Rubber Jungle has jumped on board as well. He's got some stuff that he's contributing. And Bullet Boats have been fantastic that jumped in. Thanks to Wade for connecting us up with them. Got on your way
6: no worries no worries the guys are very excited to be able to uh, support us with something so um so new and um yeah they're on board 100 percent. i've got an
3: email here from uh, dave Coldrake. he wants to know something he wants to know how did how did uh... Queen C
0: get in amongst all of these beautiful blokes. How did Queen C get amongst all these beautiful blokes? Uh, I, I, while... I
2: think, I think my little Mexican friend, who is not four foot, he's at least five foot something, had had a very big thing to do with that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea, you must be standing in a hole.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: anyway, guys and gal, thanks so much for joining us. And where are we? We are
6: on the Rope. On the Rope. Oh, on the Rope. <laughs> 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 I mean, we no, didn't get a tube I know, no,
0: you're yeah. a Queenslander. I'll expect, it two, I'll, I'll expect that two weeks later. So that was one crazy Sunday afternoon, getting to know all the crew involved in On the Rope podcast. Now it is competition time and it's over to Chels for the magical question.
2: Well, Lumpy, this podcast question is... What would Mick Kelly upgrade if Scott Morrison gave him a $1 million stimulus package?
0: Thanks for that, Chels. And you know what to do. Just head to our website, which is ontherobe-podcast.com. Follow all the links there and put your entries in. And this is Lumpy signing out. I hope you've really enjoyed this number one podcast that we've thrown together. Coming up next, we've got Dave Bishop interviewing Cam McConville. And here's a little snippet. So until then... You take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you on the bank at the next ski race. Bye for I now. I must say it's a, it's a pleasure to get out of the concrete jungle of home. So thanks for getting yeah. out, me out of the lounge room. Made anything for you? Just part-time GTS and things like that. And this is very serious
4: stuff. Yes. Uh-oh. Were you the Stig on top? Gear? Ah. <laughs>
2: Audio production has been proudly produced by Mal's Media in association with our on-the-road podcast sponsors: Coldie's Towbars and Bullbars, Mark Savage Merchandise, Bullet Boats, Rubber Jungle Wetsuits, TJH Coaching and Consulting, Rapid Concepts, Sven Productions, Bad Lad Australia, and Bisho Media.